We just got the tweet from uh, from Viz Media, you know, so so they they got me on cloud nine right now. We seen that. That shit lit. That shit is lit, bro. That's, that's, that's a highlight of my summer right there, man. Oh, God. That's super plug. Like, that's ultra plug. Plug in. Yeah. Yeah, they waiting on us. So, so we're going to make sure we don't disappoint. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Worst Generation Podcast. I am your host, GB, and I'm excited today, man. We got uh, a superstar for all purposes, because I can't think of of a better word for it. We got a superstar on the show, but before I reveal to y'all who that is, I'm going to go ahead and uh, introduce the crew real quick. We got, as always, my man, Sensei LaGlove. What's up, man? It's your boy, Sensei LeGlud, a ball head, black anime nerd. Uh, we out here, man. Work Generation Podcast. I know I've been gone for a little minute. I know you niggas miss me, but I'm back in the flesh. Head bald as ever. What, what, what was that birthday weekend like? <laughs> Do you hear my voice, nigga? That shit's still <laughs> gone. That shit was bussing, bro. Like, bussing, bro. Like, if, 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 if there's another word for bussing that I'm leaving out, it's that. Like... <laughs> That shit was lit. Like I, bro, we had, I spent four hundred dollars on liquor alone by myself. Man, cause and you, I got like you start you start handing out them uh them drunk shots, didn't you? No, nah, motherfuckers was throwing me shots. I was I was knocking them bitches back too. It was fun. I drunk everybody on the table. Uh, I got fucking drunk. Forgot it was my birthday and start handing out shots to other niggas. Like go tweaking. ahead, get niggas, fucked up with me, bro. Tweaking niggas was like, "Hey, pull me up." I'm hell no. Nah. Pull your damn self. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that! I got hella. I had too much, too much liquor, too many motherfuckers. I need to watch out the like. You pull your damn self up. I ain't pouring nobody no cup. <laughs> That's what's up, bro. I'm glad you had a great ass time. Um, Same, bro. We we also on the crew today. We got the one, the only One Piece leaks. Yeah, yeah. One Piece leaks. We back in this old man. Another episode. More content for y'all. Last but certainly not least. We got the creator, the the writer. I, I want to say artist. I mean, he not drawing, but he definitely creating. We got my <laughs> man Patrick on the show, the creator of God Punch. What's going Patrick on, was man? Good. What's going on, man? I'm just happy to be here, bro. Here trying to get God Punch off the ground, man, by any means necessary. Hell yeah, bro. That shit off the ground. You got a chapter out there, bro. Well, yeah, we got a chapter. We got chapter two in the lab, too, man. We talk about it, though. For real, your shit levitating, bro. You deaf off the ground. Yeah, you got a shout out, and you got that shout out from Viz Media, man. That's that's Hell big yeah. work. Yo, your shit actually yo. in motion, so you flying a little bit. You not you not above like like the plane level, but you definitely hovering above cars at this point. It's like it's like when Vidal first started learning how to fly. You know, she had to float a little bit first. We gonna get there. Oh God. Uh, to kick off the episode today, I wanted to start off talking about One Piece. I listened to the episodes you did with our fellow podcasters over at Blanime, and Yo. you mentioned that One Piece was like your favorite. Uh, am I am I am I misquoting you? Oh no, nah, you you right, you right, you are absolutely correct. 
Okay, you mentioned that One Piece was your favorite, so uh, I want to get off talking about One Piece, the the character development of it all. Damn, Jay, I love I love when when niggas love One Piece, bro. I love that shit. One Piece, yeah, that's dope. just a dope ass feeling, man. Because it, it lets me know <clears throat> that that we not doing this for nothing. It also let me know that we not tweaking and we actually know what good fucking anime is. I mean, I be questioning that as I'm watching JoJo. Yeah, well, you're questioning, you're questioning your own fucking sanity, nigga. Is that shit fire? I'm questioning your ass, bro. Part one and two is fucking ass, bro. It's not ass, bro. You niggas just lame. <laughs> oh, I'm part five so it's now, us. Bro. Get with it. You say what? Uh, I'm on part five now. Bro, tell tell him, please tell him. Yeah. You on part five, five bro? bro? I'm on part five, bro. Part five the heat. I was bang- I was binging that shit earlier. Heat, like actual flames emitting. B. Yeah. I had a voice message that I'm trying to play, but for some reason, it don't want to play. Let's see. All right, man. So I think I got this voice message. Y'all ready for this? Yeah. Yeah. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite supernova, that boy Frankie. And I just finished watching the first episode of Wayno in the One Piece anime. I got to say, I was blown away. I'm not a big animation person as far as how it looks. I care about the storyline. You know, I'm, I'm going to watch it regardless 90% of the time. But this was on point. They did a good job drawing this. Um, moving forward, I want to get into... Um, do you think the Straw Hats are going to kill someone eventually, be it Luffy or Zoro? We haven't really seen them kill someone on screen. Um, Luffy kind of beats them, and for him, like he doesn't want to kill anyone because that takes away their freedom. But I'm thinking like the stories is it going to take a darker turn? I'm not sure. I kind of hope it does. But you know, where do you guys think it's going to go from there? I'm I'm on the f- side of you know someone's going to have to die by the Straw Hats hand for them like to be taken quote unquote seriously. What are your thoughts? Let us know. So, um, I'll let y'all just take it away from there. Uh, do y'all do y'all think somebody has to die in One Piece for the characters to have growth and be taken seriously as a as a crew? I'm gonna say I could have sworn we just seen Zoro kill a bunch of niggas in uh, the last episode, right? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just seen Zoro clap a nigga with a butter knife on some shit, huh? Oh, with the butter knife, though. No. <laughs> with the butter knife, I could have sworn Zoro been catching bodies. I don't know about anybody else. My my one caveat to that is that you don't know niggas is dead in One Piece until they actually state that that motherfucker is dead. True, and True. even then, that shit damn that be be bullshit. Yeah, they yeah. they be trying to be on they be trying to be on their Marvel shit, and just recycle niggas. Fair enough, yeah, for bro. sure. I think the biggest thing might be uh, just whether or not they'll actually kill Kaido or whether or not they can kill Kaido. I feel like Kaido is one of those niggas where it's like, if you don't kill him, then what are you going to do with him? Because clearly nobody can contain him. Like, mm-hmm. Nobody can just jump off a fucking Sky Island and survive that shit. So if you don't mm-hmm. kill Kaido, what are you going to do with him? That's an interesting point because it's it's no real way to to just restrain and shut his ass up. It ain't like I don't see nobody just chaining him up in some in some sea stone and being right. like call it a day, throw him an impale down. That that shit just I don't see it as feasible. So yeah, that's a good ass point. They might have to fuck around and kill Kaido. If if Kaido it does die, is it by the straw hat's hand or is it by somebody that's a part of this alliance? 
I don't think the straw has killed Kaido. I think it's going to be some shit where they knock him out and all of a sudden Blackbeard pops up or some shit to take his devil fruit. And that's how things are yeah. happening. I don't know. I, I can't really see Luffy killing him. I think Luffy is more so I'm just going to defeat you in front of everybody and let people know that I'm above you, but I can't really see him killing him. Now, Zoro, on the other hand, I think Zoro going to catch a couple more bodies this arc, bruh. Like, honestly, he got the mentality. Like, right now, we know he's pissed off about how they did, oh, homie, that was up there um, that basically sacrificed himself. So, I could see Zoro getting pissed off and actually killing somebody again. Yeah. Well, all right. So, I, I, I know that, you know what I'm saying, we, we taking, you know, what, what the first episode of Wano kind of showed us for face value, but if, you know what I'm saying, if we're going off kind of what the manga is showing us, do we really think, you know what I'm saying, do we really think Zoro has any bodies on his hand? Because I really don't. I don't think he has any bodies on his hand, but I definitely think if uh, if uh, Kiroshiro hadn't stepped in, that would have been body number one. <laughs> you, think dude was go- you think Orochi was going to die? That was yeah, it for him, Yeah, he was going to piss Orochi off. Yeah. He was out of there. He was, he was shot. For you, think, you think he was yeah. going to die? One yeah. shot. Niggas, he, was, he was out niggas, of there. Niggas, niggas thought he killed Killer and he didn't kill it. I don't know. I, I guess I guess I'm just I just don't think I can see Oda making the Straw Hats kill anybody. Like uh, to his point, he was saying that he wanted he wanted uh, that boy Frankie. I'm sorry. Uh, saying that he wanted to see more like see the story take a darker turn. And I, I feel like it's always going to take a dark a dark turn for people that ain't the Straw Hats. Because the Straw Hats lives have already taken dark turns. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like yeah. I, don't, I don't I don't necessarily think that Oda's gonna push the push the push the 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 agenda to have one of them, you know what I'm saying, off a motherfucker and feel bad about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like these niggas backstories are like the saddest shits in all of anime. You know what I mean? Yep. Like so they, they, they pretty much already have like, you know, have that, that sad ass baggage with them every day. So I don't think they're going to add more to it. If anything, I do see them doing like more of a, this person is captured. This person is tortured. You know what I'm saying? Like against the straw hats versus the straw hats doing that to somebody type shit. If that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like if you ain't get choked up in at least one backstory, you really yeah. ain't, you ain't reading or watching the same series that I am. just made me break down. Yeah, Sanji's Sanji's yeah, hit yeah, me I a bro- little bit. I broke down from Sanji, yeah. Sanji's yeah. had me Nami Nami had me fucked up because like that shit had me relating to my to my own kind of experiences of losing a parent. Yeah. So Nami had me fucked up. Like that shit was breaking emotions out of me that I didn't even know was there. It was it was low key therapeutic. Yeah. Hello, yeah. hello art. So um yeah, and I, I think that's interesting while we on that topic that um the development of the straw hats and like getting a backstory, the characters are arguably one of the the best parts of one piece really um pat i was wondering if you could just talk a little bit about like what makes the characters special to you like how they interact uh the development of them just from like a writer perspective uh to me it's the chemistry like everybody everyone's personality is like so different but they mesh so well and it, it it makes you feel like, you know, like they're actually a family on some shit, even though they're not related by blood, you know? And so um, just watching how, um, you know, when Luffy started off by himself and then, you know, 
Emet Zoro, then Emet Nami, you know, then Uzop and and uh and Sanji and then so forth, you know, and just to watch them go from uh you know, from uh from the beginning, you know, all the way to the new world and just just to kind of watch them develop but still maintain that bond. Uh, it's just that's just phenomenal to me. And they're still staying true to their characters, you know? Like they've gone through so much shit. Luffy, you know, Luffy held Ace as he died. You know, but even still, you know, he still got that that goofy personality, you know, you know, later on down the line. And um, I don't know, it's just it's just something that I admire, you know, just just about that character development, how you can go through so much shit, but you still remain true to who you always be. I think one thing that uh, One Piece captures well <clears throat> is that like humans, we don't develop in a in a linear fashion so like you spoke yeah. about with uh luffy holding ace as he dies in his hands but still maintaining his goofy side uh yeah. i think one part where writers tend to lose me is when they develop characters and after going through a traumatic experience like marine ford was for luffy all of a sudden luffy loses that goofiness like he's straight business right. and action for the rest of the series so yeah. i'm glad that oda can capture the essence of what uh, human beings are and how we do develop. Like we get smarter from our experiences and not necessarily like change at a at a base level. Exactly. To me, One Piece. That's also what actually drew me into One Piece because essentially I wasn't gonna watch One Piece just because of the sheer amount of episodes and chapters. Like it was it was a task trying to get into it. Like I literally had to get talked into it. So when I started watching, you know, yo ass ain't real. like i was not gonna watch one piece bro like you gotta understand i came into anime late in the game like i didn't start watching anime until naruto was the biggest thing and so when i jumped into naruto i never really went back and watched all the things that predated naruto it was like okay naruto was on oh bleach is on and then so on and so forth so now super late to the party i started watching one piece and like Pat was saying, all the characters are super, super unique, but you still see their growth, but they still maintain who they are. Like, from the jump, as soon as you meet somebody, who they say they are is who they say they are, and their goals are their goals, and that does not change no matter what happens. Like, right. at all. They didn't all been through, they didn't all pretty much have to watch somebody die or save somebody who wanted to die. And it's like, at what, like, us as normal human beings, like, that changes you, but in order to maintain who you are is tremendous writing. And to still make it feel believable, because a lot of times yeah. you can you can keep the character the same, but you're like, okay, come on now, like if if that happens to you, you're not gonna be the same person. But for right. uh, for order for order to maintain their core beliefs at this point in the story, what we nine hundred some odd chapters in, like that's just phenomenal writing. Yep. Totally, that's agree. just a that's just a testament. Uh, speaking of like maintaining characters, Pat, who. Like, what characters are easy for you to write? And do you have characters that are, like, harder for you to create in your head, like, to maintain consistency with them? Hmm. Um, let's see. I'm trying to I'm trying to think about how to go in it without giving too much. Yeah, I was just about to say, don't don't spoil shit. Take yeah, your time, bro, bro, because <laughs> we, we got a community of anime watchers, too. They hate spoilers, bro. I don't want to yeah, be the one to tell you. Yeah, because I've written myself 27 chapters. You know, uh, but, you know, we're getting the, the second one is being actually illustrated right now. And so, you know, um, 
you know, some people, you know, they are, they've already read, you know, all the way to chapter 27 and they know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but some people, you know, like, this is, uh, you know, they just know we got chapter one and they, you know, they, they patiently waiting on chapter two. Um, I guess I could say Percy. Percy, um, Percy is a challenge to write just because, you know, he's the main character. He's the most important character in the series. So it's making sure that, you know, I stay consistent with his personality. Um, you know, I don't want to give him too much of one feature. I want him to be, you know, balanced. I don't want to be, you know, fucking mean and grumpy all the time. But I also don't want him to be, you know, happy and go lucky and shit. Because, I mean, you see, you know, clearly, you know, he's been harassed, you know, by zangling you at the end. Um, another thing that's also pretty challenging is making sure that, you start the characters off at such a low point to where you can give them space for character development. Because, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like that'll, that that's important for, for readers and watchers. You know, uh, it'll make them appreciate the character more. You know, nobody wants an already complete character. You know, like, nobody wants to, you know, start One Piece on episode one and Luffy already going Snake Man. You know? I, did, so I make, damn near still love that. Hey, I love you. Yeah, <laughs> if Snake Man had happened episode one, you would have had me, but he would have had a lot to, a lot of work to do to keep building yeah, on Snake Man for nine hundred yeah. chapters, bro. Yeah, so it's like it's, it's starting your characters off at such a it's such a, and I hate the word I hate saying a low point, but starting them off at a point to where you can actually build them up into to being something greater. So overall, man, it's just it's just the entire cast, really. And just maintaining that balance with all of them. It's like it's like hey, so finding I... that base that base level because we got like base yeah. level for powers. It's like a base level for that character character's development. Exactly. What you was gonna say though, Tensei? Uh, so like um, in reading the the first chapter because we all read the first chapter. Um, mm-hmm. besides Leek, who you know what I'm saying is a super fan, so he read all 37 chapters. Man, but, uh, give me the material. I, I read them hoes, bro. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, Leek has, Leek has um, got VIP access. Can I can I buy the premium membership? Back? Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Funny as hell. Trying to get trying to get Percy's uh what what they call view blues? What the fuck is they call ludes? The, the blues. Yeah, give me the, the uh, give me the <laughs> give me the <loads. laughs> yeah, let me link me link me to the Patreon, bro. I got you. <laughs> no, no, but my question was um kind of like when you when you were starting out you know, creating these characters or Percy in, in particular, uh, what what was kind of your goal for him? Like, if you can kind of give me that, like, what what was your goal for the, I don't want to say the perfect main character, but I would assume that since this is, you know, saying this is your series, it's your baby, you want this main yep. character to be pretty good. So, like, what what was yep. your goal for, for writing him? Um, I wanted Percy to be someone relatable. And then, um... Like I said on like a couple of my interviews, bro, uh, I, you know, I'd be 100% transparent. Uh, when I was a kid, man, I didn't have many friends, and so I kind of lost myself, in, you know, all things anime and superhero related. And so I would, you know, imagine myself being a character in those series. And so, um, you know, after a while, you know, I was like, you know, fuck it, I want to make my own series. And so, honestly, when I'm writing Percy, I write him as someone to be relatable, but I just think about, man, what would I do if I was in this situation? What if I, what would I do if I was a seventeen year old high school kid and a fucking white train popped up in my front yard and somebody told me to get on it, you know? And so, um, for me, man, I, I think that's just being as realistic as I could possibly be. Just thinking, like, what would the average person do if they were placed in these situations? 
some people wouldn't have went outside regardless, you know, because you see Percy, you know, he <laughs> he went in the house and then he was like, I right, fuck it, I'm gonna go check it out. Some people would have just went upstairs and went to sleep. But I mean, oh, I was, my goal for Percy was just making him relatable and thinking about what the average curious person would have done. True. Hell yeah, I would have definitely been uh definitely would have been spooked at first, but then once yeah. I calmed down, I probably been like, let me go see what this shit talking about because oh god, like, I watch I way too, too much anime. Exactly, I watch way too <laughs> right. much superhero shit. I'm definitely trying to get on the train, right. nigga. I might be Shazam this is, this out is, here. This is my this is my destiny moment right here. This is my train right here. <laughs> been waiting 20, 20 plus years for superpowers. I'm not about oh, to pass god. Oh God, I'm sick of driving to school. I'm trying to instant transmission. Would have been yep. we had to go like I knew it, bro. I knew it. <laughs> niggas just talking mad shit at high school, but now where I'm right. at. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm and I'm finna continue to try to have a regular life. I'm gonna go to school just to shit on niggas. I bro, I keep telling niggas I'd be a villain for real. I think I think I'd definitely be on some villain shit, bro. <laughs> Bro, for real, because I know for a fact I'm not going to do anything good for the first three weeks, G. For the first three weeks of me having power, I'm not going to do shit good. Getting me and my it's gonna, people It's right damn near going to be time. too much, bro. Yeah, it's it's for me and my crew, because like anybody else, you are looking out for me. I'm damn near also not saving people on purpose type shit. Just cause Dead like, ass. Just because like you fucked me over in the past. That's how I'm feeling for the first few weeks of this bro, power. Bro, I'm, I'm down there putting people in shitty situations. Don't let me find out you was a bully. Back when I was in grammar school, you was a bully? Oh, yeah? All right. Well, it's this bus finna run into your fucking crib. I hope you get out of time, nigga. <laughs> N- nigga threw the metro into the projects. <laughs> oh God, straight up. I don't think I, I don't think I've thrown nobody in no situation, but I'm definitely like for the first two weeks I'm on bullshit until I have my first uh, Peter Parker moment, and then all of a sudden I'm like, damn, I gotta shape up, B. I can't be like this. <laughs> I'll be on some light yagami shit. <laughs> straight up. Like, oh, okay, bro, niggas don't want me to have a death note for real. <laughs> like, hey, you dead, bro. <laughs> It's crazy that like the world around you influences your characters and stuff. Cause when I was reading through the first chapter, um, you know, side note, I lived in Texas for you know for a couple years, and the whole time through the first chapter, I was like, oh, this a this nigga got a Texas feel to him because he like a polite asshole. Most of the people you meet in Texas, like or at least in my experience, these niggas like overly polite with manners and shit, but they be yeah. assholes, bro. We sarcastic down here. We sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I fucking love it. Like, I, I fit right in. Texas has been my favorite yeah. place to live. Yeah, I love Texas. Yeah. They're going to call you sir after they curse you the fuck out. And that shit's so weird. But um, <laughs> the, the, the world, like, your reality has influenced your characters, but you're also writing a fictional manga. And so, like, mm-hmm. you have to create a magic system, a power system around that. Uh, mm-hmm. In a in a previous episode we did, we talked about like the power systems of Hunter Hunter being Nin and then One Piece being Devil Fruits and also hockey. We did an episode about mm-hmm. hockey too. What goes into you like creating a power system and, and what was that like? Was that challenging for you having to do that? Was that easy? Um creating the power system, I always had an idea of what I wanted it to be. Um I might dig into a little spoilers, but I ain't gonna do too much. Um the power system uh, in God Punch is known as Anima, and so um, pretty much is is energy that's manifested by the soul itself. And so, since you know um, this, I do plan on this being you know a, a spiritually based uh, anime. 
you know, I, I wanted to give us something, you know, not necessarily as, you know, like like uh, like a bullshit power level or a power scaling system, but you know, something that something that, that can actually be real. You know, that's that's one of my favorite things about anime is like thinking about shit that, you know, you see and how, you know, mangaka they can actually turn into, you know, they take it from point A to point Z. You know, like you think you got one thing and then, you know, they just twist it into something totally different. So taking the soul itself and actually turning it into a power system, that right there was the idea I always had for it. But now it's just, like you said, just finding a power scaling, finding a base, making sure I don't do too much too early on in the series. You know, so so yeah, that's probably the, the, the most challenging thing. And I hate, you know, making Percy, you know, not necessarily weak per se, but average. But I know that, you know, I know what he's going to be at the end of all this. So I have to give him room to grow. Yeah, that was that was actually I'm glad you uh, mentioned that I was going to ask you, mm-hmm. like, did you start out knowing, all right, this is what the end is going to be. Now I just need to build a story to get there. Or did you kind of, yeah. are you, I don't want to say going as you like, you know what I mean, going as you go, but like, did you just kind of have points where it's like, all right, just point A, just point B, point C, point D, now I just need to fill it in? Well, I, I knew how I wanted it to end. I knew, I knew how I wanted it to end. Um, I guess it was just getting there. Like, and I'm not going to, I'm not like, again, like, I, I can't, I can't spoil it because this is, this is shit that even, even, even Lee don't even know about. Um, I knew what the oh, end was gonna be. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. I knew what the end was <laughs> gonna be, but it took a while to actually develop. Like, how are we gonna do this? You know, and the biggest thing is, my biggest thing is, how are we gonna do this, and how can we make it make sense? Because I don't, I don't like doing ass pulls. You know, it, if I give you something in, a, yeah, if I give you something in a chapter, I want to do this shit, and I want to make it make sense. I want to make it seem logical. You know, now, I mean, of course, you know, we might have a, a power of friendship fight here and there. You know, we ain't going to do too much. But um, for the most part, man, <laughs> if I do something, tale. I want to make... Shout out to... <laughs> you <read> my... <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. But, uh, but yeah, um, it took me a while to, to, to come up with how I wanted to do the ending. I knew what the ending was. I just wanted to know how I was going to do it and how I can make it make sense. But now, you know, I got it. We got all the arcs uh, mapped out. We got a timeline. Um, we got all the arc names. You know, we got all the major characters. So now, you know, we're just filling pieces in and we're actually just going along with the story. Uh, do you have, I don't know if you can answer this or not, but uh, do you have a roundabout for about how long the series is going to be? Do you plan on it being like a long running one or more of kind of a 100 chapters or less type of series? No, it'll be a long running one. Um, it'll be a long running one. Like I said, like I said, older, older is my goal, man. Um, older is my goal. I model, I model my world building after him. You know, at this point in the game, man, when I watch anime, uh, I'm a student of it now. You know, I can't just watch it for pleasure. I actually have to take notes for it. So, um, it's definitely gonna be a long running one. I'd like to say between five and ten years, honestly. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I like to say because the thing is, um, and I and and I'll give you, you know, uh, just a little bit of spoiler, but um, you know, we focusing on Earth, Spear World, and Demon World. Uh, you know, okay. so it's one thing to do work. So it, it's it's one thing to do world building in in one world, but I'm doing three, and I'm trying to connect them all together. You know, okay. so I. 
So, you know, I can't I can't just give it to you, you know, in a in hundred chapters, you know, like we are going on a journey. I was going to say, uh, yeah, bro, take as much time as you need for uh, developing all those worlds, because that's definitely got that 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 Yu Yu Hakusho vibe. But uh, man, please, please don't drop the ball like Naruto did for me and and, and tease all these different worlds and, and put all these concepts out here. And then we don't even explore that, man. And not even trying to put that on you or jinx that. Just that that that's like one of my biggest pitfalls in Naruto is that they tease yeah. so many worlds, um, yeah. and never quite got around to building it out. You kind of yeah. got like a process for how you like plan on making sure everything gets built out. You got like a, a official consultant that's like, nah, bro, we gotta uh we gotta touch back on this shit, bro. <laughs> well, um, actually, man, um, I got twenty arcs mapped out. So, um, so with those Damn. arcs. Yeah, I got 20 of them mapped out. So with those arcs, um, how we plan on intertwining things, um, you know, you know, one, you know, we started off in Earth and then, you know, for a couple arcs, you know, we're going to go somewhere and then, you know, we're going to introduce things. And then, you know, for another couple arcs, you know, we might go to another place and then we're going to introduce, uh, you know, other things. And then, you know, with world building, you know, you start making things connect like, oh, shit, you know, such and such father lives here. You know, we beat that nigga ass last week. You know, or, you know, such and such here, you know, he's got a grudge against us, but we don't know why. Oh, well, we killed his son on some shit, you know? So, like, it's going back and forth to those different worlds that I talked to you about and just introducing concepts in the other worlds and just making everything connect. To me, you know, that that's where my world building comes from. You know, I can be in Earth and tell you about something that's going on in Demon World. And when we get to Demon World, you know, they talk about how it connects to what's going on in Earth and you're making everything connect. So there isn't one world that I introduced that we aren't gonna go into. Decent. That's what's up. I actually uh I actually wanted to kind of um bring it back to the power systems a little bit, if you don't mind. Okay. Uh, Pat. Yeah, yeah. Um <clears throat> I know that you mentioned that you uh did plan to have a couple power of friendship fights, um, but not too many. Um mm-hmm. I guess that <laughs> I, I, I like, I'm 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 I don't wanna say I'm super critical. But I, I can find myself being somewhat critical of, of fights and uh, of power systems in anime a lot. So, like, how much, how much thought do you really put into, or not even you? How much thought do you have the characters put into these fights? Like, are you know, are they are they real strategic, mm-hmm. or are we are we really seeing just kind of like a slugfest of you know what I'm saying, nigga, my willpower is stronger than yours, so I'm beating your ass. Yeah, um, that right, that right there would go. I think go back into the characters' different personalities, which you know makes you know each character unique. Because you know you'll have some characters I introduce where you know all they know how to do is throw hands. You know, like they just throwing mm-hmm. them bitches. You know, kind of like Rock Lee. Mm-hmm. You know, like shit. What I got to assess for? I got I got these bitches. I'm finna go beat a nigga ass. <laughs> you know, and then got that you thing know, on me. Yeah, I got that thing on me. You know. <laughs> What what twenty one savage said, man, I don't need no gun, you know. So, so something she like in that video, he like, uh, I'll beat a nigga ass. Niggas don't want to fight yeah, no more. I, I don't need. I beat the shit out one of these niggas straight up, you know. But uh, but you got some characters, you know. Um, you know they are the uh the strategists. You know they they that Shikamaru type where you know they might not, you know, um, they got a battle with their hands because they're not that decent, but they can outthink you. You know, so I do have characters, you know, um, that, you know, they do like to plot and, you know, they do like to develop strategies for winning. 
Um, as far as Percy is concerned, you know, um, I didn't want to make Percy. Well, Percy, I mean, Percy got them bitches. You know, like <laughs> your main character got to have your main like over oh, your main character got to have hands. And, and Lee, Lee done read up. You know, he yeah. already know how Percy coming. <laughs> you know, per, Percy got them bitches. But um, you know, he's not a shoot person, ask questions later type person. You know, like he'll check the shit out of you. You know what I'm saying? But like. He's not just gonna jump head first into it and start scrapping without trying to assist the situation, you know. Gotcha. And so, um, you know, uh, different, you know, uh, different strokes, different folks. You know, uh, like I said, some characters, you know, there's just straight willpower. I can't lose. I absolutely refuse to. I got X, Y, and Z. I'm fighting for. And some characters where, you know, oh shit, you don't fell into my trap. Now I'm gonna hit your ass with the okie doke. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see them fight scenes illustrated, bro. Them fight scenes like. People, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to just jump into what we're talking about, but some of the panels I've read, the actual fight screens, like the script, and he's put a lot of time into them hoes. I'm just say that shit. I believe it shit. It's your baby shit. Shit, I can Appreciate tell just it, from from talking talking to the brother right now. Oh, God. He got he got shit figured out. Like anytime you can ask a person arcs, questions, he, he, yeah, bro. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry, my bad, GB. <laughs> Oh no, I'm with you, bro. Because that was probably going to be the next shit. The case. Oh, next thing you're going to say is twenty arcs. Right. The next oh. thing you're going to say is no. Nah, I don't start with that JoJo's bullshit, bro. Oh my god. I leave. <laughs> I leave. Oh, uh, anytime you can you can ask a person questions about like what they got going on, and they can give you detailed answers, but expound like you know that that person's really thought out what the fuck it is they doing. And that's a person that you got to sit back and acknowledge, man, and just like watch the ride, sit back and just and take that ride, go with that shit. Um, since you have all these things figured out, you have this vision, and this is something that I've been like personally experiencing lately. Has like we built the podcast, like because we knew too, and mm-hmm. uh, me like being on the creative side of things and trying to figure out like how the episodes are gonna look. I hit this point maybe like two weeks ago where I realized, yo, all this shit is 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 bigger than me like i need a team around me and and a thing that goes on in most anime is like you know the main character starts off kind of more of a of a loner most times and like they find that they found themselves surrounded by a team i know you have like you found your uh uh he goes by yin right your your illustrator yeah yeah the artist yeah yep so you got you got yende who came in What's it been like for you having to build that team around you, like find the pieces that that fit together and make things work as you go forward so that you can tackle this vision that you got, this godly vision? Yeah. Um, finding a team, man, um to find to find an artist, that was that was probably the most stressful thing, honestly. Um, you know, not only just finding an artist, but finding one that's actually as dope as a Yen Day. You know, finding one that's actually good on some shit that could you know, um, you know, pretty much take take your vision and put it down on paper. You know, because you can have one way of viewing things, but your artist might perceive what you write down totally different when they're drawing it. So the fact that like Allende is actually able to draw what I think, you know, in such a magnificent fashion, you know, I, I just accredit that to, to his talent, to his gift, man. So I, I'm, I'm blessed to have him, you know, as my business partner as I'm, uh, and as my friend. Um, Everybody else, man. Honestly, um, they just kind of they just kind of came around, man. Um, like uh, my cousin Ken. Uh, Ken was the first person that I actually told about God Punch, and this was 
Man, we've been thinking about God playing since like 2015. Honestly, we just, you know, we, I just never got serious about it. But Ken was the first person I told about it, and he was the first person that actually believed in me. And so, you know, he's been, you know, helping me with concepts from the start. And then um, you got my guy Duke, and uh, you know, Duke and Ken, you know, the purpose that they serve. You know, they're like my idea guys. You know, they, you know, they bounce ideas back and forth, and you know, they help me come up with concepts. You know, two is a better than one, but you know, three is just great. And so, um, you know, Duke and Ken, you know, um, they'll help me flesh out backstories a little bit better. You know, they'll help me with concepts and things like that. So, um, you know, Duke, you know, um, I met him on Twitter or whatever. Um, you know, he read the story and, you know, he started throwing ideas at me, you know. And a lot of times when people hand you ideas about your craft, you know, nine times out of ten, they shitty. You know, we can just be honest. <laughs> but Duke has, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, you, you'll put your content out there, bro. And, um, and people, you know, say, oh, well, it'd be dope if you did this. And in the back of your mind, you're like, well, I appreciate your unwarranted opinion, but that wasn't anywhere. That wasn't the direction I was going. But thank you. Thank you for the advice I didn't ask for. Oh, God. But, um, but you know, yeah, you know, but but with Duke on some shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, Duke was like, you know, well, I see you doing this. It'd be kind of cool if you did that, you know? And I was like, oh, well, shit, you know, I was thinking about doing this, but what you just said would help it connect a lot better. And so from there, like, we just had that chemistry and, like, all of our ideas just kind of played, you know, they just kind of built on top of each other. And so I knew then, I'm like, hey, man, you got to be on the team, bro. Like, I, I, I need you. I need you on the staff. And so, um, and lastly, man, we got, uh, we got my boy Blake. Blake, he's actually uh, in school to be an animator. And so um, I showed League, man, um, Blake did some animation for the first chapter. You know, it was nothing too major, you know, just Percy walking down the street and stuff like that. And just, you know, the hand that you see, you know, that's that's harassing Percy uh, on the first page. So um, so Blake, you know, he's doing the animation. He, he's working hard to try and bring, you know, the chapter, uh, chapter to life more so than, you know, just actually seeing it on paper. And so, man, my team just kind of came around me naturally. And it, it was a beautiful thing. Really on some anime type shit. Like you just meet people, how circumstances bring you across people, and you know y'all share a common goal. Oh God! Found out me and GB got the same B day, and we love One Piece. Like what the fuck? Oh yeah, so that's destiny, yo. <laughs> same birthday, we love One Piece, and look, it's random how this shit even linked up. Like, so uh, we both we both noobs too, and uh, we was in. Okay. You sure I'm an alpha, bro. D9 in here. Oh, True. what's up, bro? <laughs> I know. Uh, I noticed when yeah, I saw I saw D9. that 1906. I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah, D9 represents. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah. We we both like met up in the group chat just randomly. Like I got added to this anime chat, and then uh mm -hmm. uh uh, since they pulls up in the regular like noob chat we in and dropped his new YouTube channel. So I'm like, yo, let me add you to this anime Greek chat. And while I'm in that chat, I'm kind of just, uh, I'm over here getting heavy with podcasting. And one day I just popped in like, yo, I want to do a podcast. And uh, the first three dudes that like hit me back and was like, yo, I want to do it. And exact order was uh, Sensei, uh, Rome, and Leaf. And so I was just sitting there like, yeah. oh, these are these finna be three dudes. So we, we kicked the podcast off right then. And. Yo, like I'm, I'm proud to say that they've been consistent and been about with me step by step as we've been building for this past month and a half. So it's just funny how That's that. Solid, bro. That's solid. It's so funny how the team came together and like, um, a blessing to me is like, it's like you were saying earlier. You have a lot of people to give you like their unwarranted opinions, and everyone wants mm -hmm. to tell you what they think you should do. But each of these brothers have taken their time and kind of like 
let the vision play out a little bit from my hands. And then they, right. they just step up as they see fit or if asked upon and like deliver every fucking time. Yeah. So uh, like I can't yeah. I can't ask for nothing more from a team as a leader, bro. At all. Oh, bro. Um, yeah, I might have to add me to that D9 anime chat, bro. That sounds like something I need to be in. <laughs> you in one of them. Really? Yeah, you in that anonymous joint, ain't you? I don't think I'm in that one. But I I definitely add you to the uh to the anime uh Greeks and Greeks and Geeks chat because that chat be lit. We talk okay, all day, cool. every day. So you said you said you model yourself after Gota, and when I was listening to the to the Blenheme podcast, you said that you try to do a chapter mm-hmm. a week at some point. Yeah, um, I, honestly, man, uh, when I first started writing God Punch, bro, like I told myself, man, like for the most part, man, every mangaka that you know, every manga that I watch is weekly. You know, um, you know, Naruto used to be weekly. One Piece is weekly. Um, you know, even Hunter Hunter is weekly. Whenever Togashi ain't ain't sick or whatever, you know, My Hero is weekly. So like, I told myself, if I want to be a you know a, a legit artist, or I want to make a legit manga, then you know I gotta model my stuff after the people that's doing this shit. You know, if you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it right. You're gonna half-ass it. So for a while, man, I was literally dropping one chapter a week. And like I know that like people were sick of seeing my emails because you know I had like a um, I like a little email list of people you know that you know said that they were really invested into this series. So every time I would drop a chapter, you know I just send it out. You know it's like a like a newsletter. Mm-hmm. And so um, every week, every week consistently, man. And I want to say I did that for a couple months until I moved to Houston. And you know once I moved to Houston, you know I got a new job and shit. You know, things kind of slowed down, you know, as I was trying to, you know, get acclimated to my new surrounding and, and, and work and shit. But yeah, for for a couple months, man, it was literally one chapter a week. What's it been like fine-tuning the process so that, I mean, now that you got the illustrator and everything, um, what's mm-hmm. that been like fine-tuning that process so that you can continue that, that pace that you putting out? Which, to be honest, is impressive for a brand new mangaka to be putting out a, a, a issue a week pace. In my opinion, I appreciate it, bro. Um, the pace has slowed down, honestly. Um, like I said, I was able to do one chapter a week once, you know, because you know I was so, you know, kind of just low. I was, I wasn't low key about God Punch, but you know, we weren't as as big as we are now. So now that you know I've gone public with it, you know, I've let people see the arc. I've let, uh, I mean, the um, the artwork. I've let people, you know, um. You'll see the synopsis, you know, and stuff like that. We started selling T-shirts and stuff. You know, it's been hectic because, you know, I, I've had to manage the business and the promotion side of it as well. You know, and, and I talked about I, I tweeted about that the other day. You know, um, I've been so busy, you know, keeping up with, you know, things like interviews and trying to, you know, save money and, 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 and uh, you know, travel to conventions and stuff like that, that I haven't had time to write. You know, and so that's one thing I miss. So luckily, you know, um, I got my guy, Sean, he's out in New York and he's our marketing man, you know, um, Sean, he's doing big things. Sean has done work with, um, he's done work with Complex. He's done work with, uh, with BET. I know, you know, Sean's got a pretty extensive resume as far as marketing concern is concerned. And so, um, Sean's going to take over all that good stuff and I'm going to be able to get back to, you know, being the writer that I want to be. But, um, since we've, you know, gone public with God Punch, man, it's, it's been pretty hectic. You know, I, I, I miss the writing aspect. Because I think about so many things that I want to write about, and I I just don't have the time or the energy right now. Uh, I guess I have a question, kind of uh, in regards to that. Um, we do hear a lot about yeah. uh, a lot of mangaka that you know run into you know 
broke back ass issues like Tagashi or you know they be sick so they need to do breaks and shit like that um and then you 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 see series where you know there's a separate artist than the creator um do you mm-hmm. th- like do you think that that makes your job somewhat easier like aside from all of the you know having to take the the weight of you know marketing and the business side of it but just kind of if 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 it was just you writing and uh what what did you say your artist name was yen yende yeah yende. Yeah. yeah you can call me yen. okay yeah. yeah uh yende uh drawing do you think it would be a much smoother process just like as like a power duo type of thing um man it might be a lot more challenging man um like if it was just us two i mean it's it's still challenging now you know just trying to make sure i i I still get those chapters out now i can take a little breather you know because i have a yin day you know um the reason you know i I was pushing so hard you know at first was because you know i didn't have a yin day you know we we didn't know each other we didn't know each other that well um you know i I just had to i didn't want to stop you know like I've already told people about God Punch, and so I have to keep on introducing the story. But now, you know, you know, we have an artist now, and Yende he's committed to the project. So, you know, I have someone to to put the vision on paper. So now, you know, people they're like, okay, well, you know, you could chill out with chapter twenty eight. You know, we we ain't worry about it too much because you know we finally get to see what chapter one looks like illustrated. You know, but even still, it's it's still a stressful process because I know um. You know, we we were late dropping the um, the first chapter, you know, and that's just because of, you know, how detailed it was. You know, um, Allende, you know, he's a perfectionist. He don't play about his art, and that's one thing I love about him. Um, you know, but he, he worked maybe 60 hours nonstop trying to perfect that chapter. Shit. You know, just those last couple pages. Shit. Yeah. it's a lot, B. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and that was, he did about 60 hours in about three days. Yeah, like that, that's uh, ridiculous, that bro. Days, me and him. That's commitment, bro. That's yeah, absolutely so, ridiculous. Yeah, and so you know, and you see why you know, like you know, Mangasa, they they go through those those health issues or they need to take those breaks. You know, if we were that stressed out, you know, and you know, we were working on a chapter for you know about a month now. Just think about the the Mangaka who draw this shit weekly. You know, you just think about what Oda has been doing for nine hundred plus chapters. And for the most part, he does this every week. You know, that's another that's another kind of stress. That's why bro don't talk to nobody, but I promise you we're gonna have his ass on the pod. Don't even worry about it. Oh yeah, we're gonna get him on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I'm gonna have I'm gonna have him on the channel first though. I ain't gonna lie to you. Well, shit, we can do both at the same time. <laughs> yeah. live, live stream. Whatever, both of them. <laughs> both. <laughs> yeah. Both this black this black excellence right here, bro. We're gonna have a whole a whole anime media brand going in the next three, four years. So it's it's whatever. We can be an animation studio, we can do it. I, I I love it, bro. I, I love the sound of that shit. Because we need it. Yeah. I was talking to uh I was talking to Leek beforehand and um we he was talking about, you know, how you guys how you use Twitter and everything and like how you mm-hmm. grow your brand through Twitter. And one of the things that he presented to me, I thought was interesting when Leek was asking me about like, is is Twitter better than word of mouth or was word of mouth better than Twitter? You want to speak to that? Like, have you found more success by just telling people organically like, yo, I got this, uh, I got this manga that I'm doing, check it out. Or 
have you found more power in the community of Twitter? Honestly, man, I found more power in in, in the community of Twitter. Like I said, um, I mean, we use today as a prime example. You know, Viz Media, uh, Viz Media. You know, they didn't, they didn't walk up to me and say, "Hey, you know, do our contest." You know, they tweeted me. You know, so that's, that's a prime example. Um, with with social media, the dope thing about it is, you know, when things start to trend, and people want to get, you know, people want to stay hip to, you know, what's happening now. You know, they they want to get, you know, they want to get on those trends, and so. You start, you know, you just start connect like shit. Just start, you know, it catches a wildfire, you know, like shit just starts spreading like crazy, and so yeah, you know, like I might be able to tell a couple of my homeboys in Houston, like, hey, you know, I'm writing my manga, you know, check my shit out. But I mean, realistically, you know, like how far can it possibly go, you know? But I mean, you know, if, if I tell my dude that's all the way, you know, in Florida, you know, or if I my tweet makes Florida, Florida Twitter, or whatever. And, um, you know, like, guys start retweeting it over there. Then, you know, who knows? Like, you know, guy from Florida, somebody from New York might be following him. And he retweets it and he checks it out. Then you got a guy, you know, from, from fucking New Mexico that likes anime. He's following a guy from New York. And he retweets it. And then so forth. And now you got the whole country booming, you know, just from, from one retweet alone. I feel like it's a lot easier, you know, for social media to, um, to kind of help, you know, spread and grow your brand as opposed to, you know, just face-to-face shit. Now, face-to-face content is important, but, like, as far as just starting out, yeah, de- definitely social media. Is uh, God Punch in Mexico already? You got translators? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's in Mexico, bro, but it's definitely in the UK. Shit. Definitely in the UK. That's what's up, bro. <laughs> You're going crazy, bro. Wow. Uh, we had some guys, uh, we had some cats from the UK uh, DM me, man. Um, you know, they want to, they, I think they want to do a, a little podcast interview with us as well. So, um, so you know, I have to uh, I have to reach back out to that gentleman. You know, things have been swamped, you know, on my end. But yeah, we we definitely got to the UK, and that that, that was that was dope. That's dope as hell. I told you, you niggas moving. We get a, G, uh, I told you. We get a solid stream from the from the Philippines every episode. Uh, in one episode, we had two from the Philippines, and I find myself always wondering, okay. like, who is this bro? Does does listening to our <laughs> podcast in the Philippines <laughs> like? I, I I ain't even reached who out nowhere. Like who nigga? who is this nigga, bro? Yeah, <laughs> we appreciate you, bro. If you listening right now, we fuck with you. Shit, I can't wait to uh to God Punch get that animation going so I can hear what your voice actor sound like on the international dubs, man. <laughs> My homeboys mess with me all the time because you know I'm Japanese. You know, like they pronounce everything in English. <laughs> Niggas say God Punch gonna sound like God Punch. <laughs> God Puncho. Yeah, I was supposed to they probably gonna ask that old to punch too. God Puncho. Bingo. <laughs> Yo. Uh I had one question, bro. Um, could you just speak on like as a creator, like the pro- like how long it actually takes for you to put a product out? Cause I feel like a lot of people that consume products don't really understand how much legwork, how much writing, brainstorming has to go into actually making art. Like, especially when it comes to something like a book or a manga, like people think that yeah. whenever you come up with an idea for something, you just start writing and that's what it is. Where people understand you got to yeah. sit down, write down a list of characters, write down the descriptions, their personalities, everything like that, and then create a yeah. whole background for where they come from, who they interact with, where they live, all that type of stuff. Like, can you just speak to that and let people know, like, 
just how much had to go into just putting out one chapter of God Punch? Jesus, man. So much, man. Um, Like I said, I, I officially started working on God Punch, I believe it was June 6th of 2018. But um, I first had the vision of God Punch back in 2015. And so um, it took me a while to just, you know, play with different concepts and shit like that and just think about you know, what I wanted to do and, you know, how I wanted to go about it and just, you know, really flesh out my story. But um, once we started writing last year, man, um, it, I got my team together and, you know, they, they started helping me out more and more. But um, the process, man, is, is tedious because, you know, you have this idea, but what I what I always preach on, on every interview that I do, man, and I continue to preach it until my dying day, man. Man, protect your content. Um, I always protect your content. Um, I said on the last uh podcast uh interview that I did with Kefrey Blakener, um, the last thing you want to happen, man, is you get this dope ass idea. You know, you told your friends and family about it, you know, they believe in you. You spend hours and late nights and early mornings writing shit down and working on it. And then you get so excited about your craft and you just put it on social media. You tell the wrong person and then they steal your idea and they get your shit trademarked. And now legally, you can't do anything about it. Protect your content at all costs, man. Protect your logos, protect your name, protect your brand. You know, like, if you lose that shit, man, like, you you ain't got nothing, bro. Um, Protecting our content, protecting the actual logo, the actual God Punch logo. Like, you see the logo, you know, you, you see the little trademark sign, you know, at the bottom. Um, you know, it's not for play play. You know, like, I, you know, we actually got our shit trademarked. You know, so the process of getting your shit protected, man, is it's a long process. But, um, you know, I'd rather you, you know, wait it out, you know, until you get your work protected. That, you know, you be too hasty, too overzealous, and you put your shit out there and somebody takes it and gets it done before you. Most definitely, bro. That's, yo. That's, that's facts. Um, I had a question. Uh, as a fellow content creator, because obviously, oh, not obviously, but I, but I do have a YouTube channel. I started back in January of this year, um, basically reviewing a lot mm-hmm. of anime, um, movies, a lot of nerd shit, uh, mangas as well. Uh, I I don't want to say, I don't want to say I'm having a hard time, but like, I really want to know kind of what, like, what worked for you as far as breaking the social media barrier um i'm i'm personally like a person who was big in social big on social media you know back when back when i was mm-hmm. in college i just crossed it was lit you know what i mean we on social media yeah. and you know you get a whole bunch of followers off your off your clout um and then you know what i'm saying you get older mm-hmm. life hits you you cut that shit off you know what i'm saying you you ain't fucking with that shit no more and then you decide you want to make content clearly social media is the best way to yeah. get your shit out but now you're not the same nigga you can't mm-hmm. you can't really promote your shit the way you would if you was in college because you ain't in college you would don't you're a whole different right. nigga the niggas that fucked you in college is on some whole other shit uh what 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 do you say right. like is a good way or how 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 did it work for you did you do you feel like you you kind of a i went viral on some lucky shit type story or you actually had a plan to how you was putting your shit out um oh like when it first started for me bro uh i told like just I mean, I texted, like, a couple of my closest friends that I trust. It was no more than six people. And I was like, hey, you know, like, uh, I'm working on a series, man. I'm thinking about doing my anime. 
And, you know, my, my friends are really supportive. It's like, oh, well, you know, do that shit thing, you know, like, you know, let me know what you come up with. And so, um, you know, after I wrote, you know, uh, you know, my script or whatever, you know, it was like, okay, well, that shit fire, fool. So dropped the first chapter. And so, you know, I wrote my script. I let a couple of people read it. And, um, you know, I I let them read it. And then, you know, I would get on the timeline and, you know, I I talk about, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, you know, I'm working on my own, you know, anime or whatever. Working on, you know, I'm, I'm doing a manga and I got a pretty big follower base. And so, um, you know, people, you know, they hit you with the lurk and I was like, oh, word. And I'd be like, yeah, you know, like, but I don't, I don't have an artist right now. And this is how we start off. You know, I tell them I don't have an artist right now, but here's what we got, got in script form. And so, um, you know, people, they, you know, they say, okay, send that shit anyway. And so I'd, I'd send it to them. They'd read it. And then, you know, I talk about it here and there. And, you know, we just get retweets here and there, you know? And slowly but surely, you know, those retweets, you know, they started getting, you know, it started becoming more and more and more people started to inquire about the process. And then, you know, um, you got the whole, oh, well, you know, we got a black guy making an anime. This is kind of cool. You know, let me read what you got. And so slowly but surely, you know, the, the fire started spreading. And then, you know, I, I took it to, you know, my groups and things like that. And, you know, I tell some of my people in the groups like, hey, you know, I'm working on my content. You know, like, would you guys mind reading it or at least retweeting? You know, so they can get it out to their followers. So slow, slowly but surely, man, like shit just started to spread out. And even the people that didn't believe at first, you know, like now they have no choice but to acknowledge it. You know, but but we started off small. We had a couple people that believed in us. And, you know, those people, you know, they, they spread it out to their friends and their friends spread it out to their friends. And now we're here. True, true. A, you, go ahead. a concept, a concept uh, just to build on that before you go further, Sensei. A concept that any listeners that are that are taking this in right now that you want to check out is critical mass. And that's basically at what point does whatever you're doing, your company that you're building, your marketing efforts, at what point do they become <laughs> self-sustaining on their own? And so like you've already put in the sweat equity. And at this moment, like the process has automated itself, like other people are doing the work for you. So check out critical mass if, if you're content creators out there looking for way and looking for that point at which like you're going to start to sell true um i you mentioned that you had like a pretty decent uh following on twitter and stuff before you started mm -hmm. before you started putting out the uh your content how what, what was your what was your following we talking three thousand four thousand um, I always had a pretty, pretty decent following. Like I said, if you follow me on Twitter, man, you know, I, man, I don't have no filter, man. I just be talking shit. Oh, for sure. Off and the, so, off um, the you wall, know, bro. Yeah. Off the wall. Yeah, man. I've I been on that whole while then, man. Um, so yeah, but, um, uh, around the time I started God Punch, man, I'll say I probably had about maybe between five and 6,000. Okay. Somewhere, somewhere between five and 6,000 followers. And so, um, from there, man, like, um, if it wasn't my wild tweets, man, it was me talking about nerd shit and just doing networking and stuff, right. you know, or just, you know, following other Greeks and shit on Twitter. Um, the, the kind of cool thing about it is that, you know, um, you get so many people from, from so, so many different places, like even people that aren't into anime, you know, um, you know, you follow, you know, people on Twitter based on, you know, whether or not y'all got shit in common, like being D9, whether or not y'all like y'all like nerd shit, or she got a fat ass or something like that. But you know, you you follow people, you know, that that you know you have something uh, in common with uh, that you're interested in. Um you bring them into your world. You know, I can't tell you how many times, you know, I got said, I don't watch anime, 
but I like your shit, mm-hmm. you know, or this is going to be the first time I ever read a man, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's the dope thing about having people that fuck with you. And that's the dope thing about having like such a big social media person. Not to say I got like a massive social media person, but um, that's the dope thing about having like a good social media presence is that, you know, the people who fuck with you, you could bring them into your world and make them experience shit that they never would have even given, you know, the, the slightest chance, mm-hmm. you know? So um, that's why, you know, it's definitely important to, to make sure that, you know, you got a, you got a good follower ratio. Okay. Decent. Since you so connected and had these followers like this on Twitter, do you like struggle balancing audience expectations for like the, the product that you produce? Mm, I mean, people, you know, when people, people ask all the time, you know, when's the next chapter drop? And, you know, I, I told all of Twitter and I told them again, you know, uh, you know, for the time being, God Punch is going to be a monthly series, you know, uh, until Viz Media decides to sign that check. Um, Cut the check. Plug, 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 plug. Sign that yeah, check, Viz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so God Punch is going to be monthly until Viz Media decides to sign the check. But, um, man, people just... They hear it and they understand it, you know. But um, <laughs> one dude tweeted me last night. He was like, "It's gonna be smoke if chapter two don't drop." And I'm like, "Bro, I'm sorry, man. Like, you just gotta give us some time. This, this shit don't happen overnight." But um, for the most part, man, everybody's really understanding. Even when you know we were late dropping a chapter, you know, um, you know, all my people were like, you know, we understand, bro. Like, take your time, man. We understand that it's a process. Like, we'd rather it be late and perfect than on time and half ass. You know, so um, I've been blessed to have, you know, a, a bunch of friends and I guess fans at this point that are really, really understanding that, you know, this shit don't happen overnight and that, you know, um, great things take time. We was uh, we was joking about Patreon earlier, but do you have a Patreon so people can donate to the cause to help you out? Right. Get the loose. I, I, I do. I support like we talk about <laughs> we talk about protecting our brand. I support staying independent or like working with our own people as much as possible. Uh, so if it's a way we can find, like, help you through the Patreon, what's up? All right. All right. We, we got a GoFundMe, man. Um, we we do have a GoFundMe. Uh, I could send leak the uh the link um after the podcast, but we do have a GoFundMe. Um, the goal for that is uh is right at five thousand, and so we actually did pretty good. We raised about a thousand in a week. Um, but the goal for that is yeah, the the goal for that is five thousand, man. And the reason you know we we're doing that is because you know, that'll help us, you know, get the hard copies and stuff like that so we can move the hard copies. Um, you know, it'll help us, you know, with, you know, registering for conventions and, you know, bringing content there so we could promote the brand a little bit more. You know, things of that nature. You know, um, you know, just helping us get like a God Punch account established, you know, because, I mean, for the most part, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, 100% right now, you know, like we're funding everything out of pocket, you know, me and my team. And so, you know, to, to be able to to have funds that we can rely on, you know, um, you know, to pay for things that are God punch related, that would be so close. Because, you know, life and bills don't stop for nobody, you know. At all. Life and bills don't stop for nobody. Re-fucking-tweet. Not a soul. Yeah. So, real quick, um, before we, uh, you know, move on to the end of this episode, we do a series called Run My Fade. And I kind of want to do run my, my fade, B. I kind of want to do run my fade, <laughs> run my fade with you. I think it'd be biased if we <laughs> took somebody from God Punch, um, and I don't want okay. you to have to leak uh, any spoilers in order to like, 
you know, debate who will win in the run my phase. So let's take uh Levi from Levi from Attack on Titan versus uh um Inosuke from Demon Slayer. Y'all with that? Uh, I haven't started. I haven't I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm gonna go right, I'm so gonna go so Levi. Cool. I'm just letting niggas know. Cause well, he shit, you can go. You can go, Levi. Is right, that that's, that's cool. a good match for y'all? Y'all fuck with that? I don't. I don't know. I'll fuck with Levi, nigga. So, <laughs> so let me. So let me ask this. So let me ask this right quick. This is because this is an important question. If you if you if you're doing an attack on Titan fight, where are they? Are they in a field? It don't matter. It don't matter for Levi. It don't matter for Levi. Okay, to make I think to make the environment as fair as possible, they in a forest with trees. But the canopy is not so thick where Levi can't move around. Okay. Me? All right. Hmm. Yeah. Let's see. When I do my anime battles, bro, I like to do them like uh, I, I like to do them like an NBA playoff game. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna go, and I haven't caught up on the Demon Slayer manga yet. So I have. Uh, if I miss the power, then forgive me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have. What happy ass? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it was me. It was me, Dio. <laughs> yeah, I haven't Chill caught up on the Demon Slayer manga yet, but based on what I've seen at this point, I might go Levi and six. Let's get it. I got Levi and four. I'm going Levi and six. <laughs> it's a swing. It's a swing. <laughs> Oh no! Nah. Yeah, if he got that three D maneuver equipment, bro, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it, it's it's a wrap. Go ahead, but I will give him. I, I will give him those his props. Go ahead, Liko. Honestly, completely, hundred percent honest. As it stands right now, Levi will probably wash in those games. Alright. Okay. So I'm being, too, I'm being, so I'm being too generous. Yeah, you being I mean, generous. I'm would, six and four. Honestly, it would, it would go <laughs> at the most, in my opinion, five at the most. At the most five. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yusuke, Sasuke, Inosuke, don't matter. <laughs> Levi and Foe. But oh I, God. Think, oh God. I think, <laughs> I think every match is going to be close because of Inosuke, got a, he got a lot of abilities under his belt, bro. And I feel like as he develops, like down the line, definitely a threat to a nigga like Levi. But just for right now, like what we've seen from Levi, uh, even in the anime, what we've seen from Levi, a goddamn monster. I, yeah, he he edges monster. out the fights, bro. Yeah, Kenny trained that boy. He didn't want smoke. Exactly. Yeah, Kenny trained that boy. Didn't want the smoke. I will say that uh, Inosuke's uh, his durability, his uh, spatial awareness, so like his ability to know where like his targets are and where they coming that from. Nigga, that nigga and got hockey? Question mark. Yeah. Bro, he got a. <laughs> he got they they do their techniques like is, uh, water his breathing. His is a. Yeah. He has a heightened sense of hearing. And then he uses yeah. thunder. Yeah. Also, he blind. So he daredevil. Nah, he can still see. Talking about he blind. So he <laughs> you just put that evil on my man, bro. Right? Stop trying to play the kid. Yeah, I think I think he makes every match uh, close because he's also very strong, very agile too. So I think a lot of what Levi like Levi's gonna have to be creative with how he coming at him. Because it, it can't just be like his normal. These ain't the big targets that Levi's used to coming at. Like this is a right. this is a smaller yeah. moving target that's very agile and flexible. So I think that takes some time for Levi to figure out throughout the fight. I think Inosuke gets his good hits in, 
But at the end of the day, like Levi figures it out uh, with the advantage of his uh, of his of his uh, the maneuver gear, the three D system, the 3D yeah, the, the maneuvering equipment yeah. that that gives him the edge, and he takes he takes it in four. Oh, God, I think it's a real I think it's a real close fight every time. Bro, it, even if every game go to triple overtime and they lose by one, fucking Levi and four. Honestly, I honestly wasn't that that great of a matchup, honestly. Yeah, man. That's not that great of a matchup. Because you got another one. Buddy Luzi. You got another one? What's up? Straight from Demon Slayer? Well, it's only so much you can It don't even matter at this point. It don't even matter. It don't even matter at this point. You can come up with something else. Anything you can go Hunter 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 versus Yu Yu Hakusho or whatever. Go ahead. Nah, I ain't going to go Hunter Hunter. What if I took Gilgamesh from the Fate series and put him against uh, Biaki Akushki from Bleach? Mm. I got Biaki. I ain't even going to hold you. I ain't even... Go ahead. I ain't going to lie. Biaki Young Folk. Yeah, Biaki Young Folk. Only reason why I say fun. that. Go ahead. I don't know if it'll be they hold, but I'm going to give it to Biakia. They, they hold uh, Gilgamesh in Face Day Night, uh, Unlimited Blade Works. That nigga should have should not have lost to Buddy Ass. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, the Shiro. Yeah, that shit was a hoe for sure. But I don't, I don't know, G. Yeah. It depends. It de- Bro, it really depends because uh, his fucking um, AI or Aya or whatever the fuck his noble fantasy yeah, is. Yeah, Aya? That, yeah. Noble that shit... So, that shit OP is yeah, fuck. So the, th- so the reason I say the reason I say Bianca Young for like whenever we do like whenever we do anime battles like for one of course you know you got to take in you got to take in consideration like the differences in universes of course but you also got to take in like to consideration like the difference in like characters mm-hmm. and like their personalities. Nine times out of ten, if your character is fighting a character from the Bleach verse, they can blitz just off speed alone. Yeah. yeah. So the question is. Can Gilgamesh summon his noble phantasm before Byakuya takes his head? Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. It was gonna come down to speed. If if Byakuya can get in, like you know, cut that nigga down before he pull out that noble phantasm, then it's over. But yeah, if he can somehow hold him back with like, the with the gates of Babylon, then it's damn near a wrap. Yeah, and the th- and the wild thing is like the gates of Babylon is, is basically the gates of Babylon versus uh, Zembo's uh, Zembo's uh, Kageyoshi. Uh-huh. Each of those, each of those, uh, each of those, uh, those soccer pedals are a blade by itself. Uh-huh. You know, so that's the wild part. So I mean, yeah, I, like I said, I give it to Biakuyan for, and don't let it go Bankai first. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you'll go Bankai shot off the back though. But the way I say, I, I do think Biaki will win that hoe nah, in five at at best at five in five simply because Biaki he whenever it comes to him wanting to cut somebody down he don't play no games and we know Gilgamesh old cocky ass think he above everybody he'll try to uh play with your Gilgamesh ass at cocky first. Yeah. shit Biaki got his pride but as soon as he yeah, gets as soon as he gets serious now nah, Biaki flash step slashing you in pieces. And if for whatever reason Gilgamesh is able to even pull out his uh his weapons, he can match them number for number with his blades. And one thing yeah. we know about Gilgamesh is when it comes to swapping hands, that is not his forte. If he can't use his if he can't pull the pull the uh blades out, 
then he has no chance fighting sword to sword against Biakia. Biakia would fuck him up every single time. <laughs> See, my man's ain't got no hands. I like these matchups. I, you know, it was one matchup I saw today, and I, I was appalled that niggas was even debating it. They tried to take uh, uh, Kenshin and match him up against Zoro. And I don't even see how oh I don't even see how niggas is trying to debate that they as a matchup. People, people was in there like, nah, he the manslayer, bro. Like Zoro's attacks wouldn't even wouldn't even hit home. Like he would dodge oh them all. God. I'm like, bro, is you what? serious? Like, it's, yeah. And Kenshin is my favorite source, man. <laughs> and even even I got to call bullshit on it. What draws you to him? Um, for one, you know, when, uh, when Roroni Kenshin came on, on Tsunami, man, um, you know, it was like my first taste of like an actual, like, swordsman anime. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, I'll be a Kenshin stand until the day that I die. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think the debate with like Kenshin versus Zoro is not who would win, but who's the better swordsman. Because, you know, like you, you take into account that, like I said, the difference between their universes. You know, like, you know, you got One Piece, which is a superpower verse, and you got Kenshin, where, you know, it's, you know, they're, they're just samurai for the most part, you know? There's nothing too special about them. So, of course, Zoro's going to win because he's naturally from a stronger universe. But if we're talking from a pure swordsman standpoint, uh, Kenshin is, I'd make the argument Kenshin is probably the best swordsman in anime. Oh, Kenshin. no, now, B. Zoro holding yeah. a sword in his <laughs> mouth, famo. <laughs> Oh Zoro no! Not even the best swordsman in One Piece. Though, That's bro. real. Like, but what you you taking you taking Kenshin over 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 the mute Mugans and, and Afro Samurais and everybody else? Oh, absolutely. bro, absolutely. hell no! You got to be Afro Samurai. Yeah, yeah, no, fam. Like, bro, like Kenshin, <laughs> Kenshin, the fucking manslayer, bro. Like niggas treat niggas treated Kenshin and Roroni Kenshin like niggas treated Minotaur and Naruto. It was fully on site. If you see that nigga, run the other way. What about like, Afro, G? Afro, bro, Afro was slicing Af niggas' ankles Afro off. Afro solid, too. <laughs> Afro solid, too, though. And, and, and I feel like that'll be a dope fight to see He's cutting bullets down this shit. Because I feel like... Yeah, that'll be a dope fight. That'd be artistically impressive, too, because Kenshin is like, uh, is like pretty Kenshin is what they call him because he's so beautiful when he moves. And Afro is much more like... He's a little bit more brutal with his attacks, but he still got like aesthetically yeah. and still pleasing yeah now now you asked me about mugen mugen would get body yeah for sure but jen 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 would probably put up a fight just because jen is a pure source jen is a pure samurai jen still but even body. still i i, I yeah jen still getting body. <laughs> like nigga, now if we if we talk if we talking kenshin versus somebody then yeah kenshin might do it but if kenshin go to the batosa yes bro i still yeah, no. I, Still got Afro taking that. You still got Afro, still okay, got you got Afro taking Batosa? <laughs> Afro is always the Batosai, my nigga. He's <laughs> that, that's always the savagery, in kill nigga modes, bro. He that's always in kill. He killed his Ken best friend Kenshin. and his master off GP. Just, no, nah, nigga, I need this headband. Kenshin did kill his master, too, though. Kenshin killed so many people, he had to calm down, though. And he was like, you know, I'm bored with this shit. It was like when Wayne started, went from hip-hop to rock music. He was like, man, I'm bored with this shit. <laughs> Kenshin straight woke up one day like, I'm tweaking, bro. I bet I held wildin'. <laughs> that was me? <laughs> I nigga Kenshin got... <laughs> Kenshin got a reverse blade sword and started fighting niggas for fun. Bro, for... Bro. I, that's another reason why I don't got him winning, G. Because of the reverse blade? <laughs> yeah! 
Shit, he fought Shishi over with one. I feel it, G. In his universe, he ain't fight no black nigga though. He ain't fight no nigga, nigga. He fought. <laughs> he fought a nigga. Shishio he fought no nigga. Nah, he, he was a nigga about to fall because that nigga was burnt. He was he was a nigga about to fall. <laughs> Yo, oh God! Man, <laughs> he wasn't no real nigga though. Like this nigga got a fro. He, he smoked blunts. Oh, that nigga <laughs> smoked blunts. He got a sidekick ninja that's also a nigga. A nigga ninja. That boy don't. Nah, he don't smoke blunts. He smoke like black and miles or something. He, he smoked he all that nigga, along. <laughs> that nigga's rolling papers, bro. That nigga's rolling papers. <laughs> <laughs> he out here doing his own thing, bro. But uh, oh uh, yeah, Pat. So. What you got coming up next, mm-hmm. man? You got some upcoming conventions, some events, any other podcasts you finna be on? What's good? Yeah, we actually got a con coming up in Dallas, bro. Um, on August between August the sixteenth and August the eighteenth. So um, it's kind of crazy because like there were three cons that were falling on that same weekend. There was one in Shreveport, there was one in Dallas, and there was one in Austin. So we was just splitting the team up, you know. We was gonna send a young day to um. We are going to send a Yende to Austin. I was going to go to Shreveport. And then we find out uh, uh, about the one in Dallas from Blanamy. And so, you know, I just, I, I looked at the, the guest lineup. And, man, I saw that, you know, they had, like, a bunch of animators from, like, you know, um, from One uh, not One Piece, from One Punch Man. Um, they just had, like, a bunch of animators and directors and shit. People worked on, like, just a shit Season ton of two? different projects. So I'm like, Season 1, I think. I think Season 1. Yeah, I needed to be there. If it's season two, then I need, yeah, I need to and, go and like talk to these niggas real quick. Oh God, run they fade. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm talking, I'm talking Madhouse, <laughs> Madhouse One Punch Man. Mm. But um, but man, we saw, but we saw that lineup, man. We was like, bro, like we got to go to the one in Dallas, man. Fuck the one in Austin. You know, we was just going to that bitch to promote. But this is an opportunity, man. So we getting these, uh, we ordering the hard copies of Chapter One for God Punch on Friday. And so, um, shit, we're going to pull up to the convention, man. And, you know, we're going to try and, you know, meet with some of the animators and the directors and shit. And, you know, just just, just pitch the dream, man. For sure. Like, I'm, I'm missing my family reunion for this. Host. For sure, bro. I'd have been on the same shit. All right, Grandma, I got you. I'm going to catch that uh, potato salad later. <laughs> yeah, I told, I told my grandma. My grandma was like, go do it. My grandma was like, go do your thing. I'll send you some plates. Oh, God. That's all I need to oh, hear. Oh, God. That's all I needed to hear. Now, that's the only thing that we got planned for now. Um... Ideally, we want to try and get to New York Comic Con. Uh, that's that's the plan. We're gonna see what these funds talking about, bro. Cause uh, cause Viz Media, they'll be they'll actually be there accepting um accepting portfolio submissions. So the contest that they told me that uh about today, they'll be accepting submissions at the New York Comic Con. And so um, you know, it'd be dope if I can go there and actually you know give them my submission in person. So um so we want to try and save up some pennies to try and get to New York in October for the convention. That's what's up, bro. That's that's gonna be powerful. It's a uh Yeah. It's a it's a it's a manga event happening out here in LA. It's a pop up called uh Door Caesar, I think. It's gonna be on August second and third. Yeah. Uh I'm finna go check okay. I'm finna go check that shit out uh in downtown LA. But uh it's supposed to be like all indie like manga artists. I think it's supposed to be some indie animators there. And from all the flyers and stuff I see everything seems to be like centered around the the culture the black folks so i'm excited about that shit to go check that out in like two weeks but yeah we want to try and, <laughs> we want we want to try and get out to the west coast one of these days man that's that's, that's the goal but you know like i said man we we just starting up you know and so um 
you know, my mom, I was being to my mom one night, you know, just, um, you know, about, you know, how stressed I was about all this. And um, she told me, you know, um, she's like, don't despise small beginnings. You know, you got to start from somewhere. Uh-huh. And so, you know, that's one thing, you know, I, I keep reminding myself, you know, shout out to mom, shout out to moms all over the world, that wisdom, you know, don't despise small beginnings, you know, just because you at one point right now, you know, that, that don't mean you'll be at the that same point, you know. Uh, by that same time next year, you know, you just keep on grinding and putting in the work. For real, bro. So, um, you moving. You only yeah, been doing man. this for like a yeah. year and some change, bro. You you moving, bro. So yeah, just a, just a year and some change, bro. And so we've come so far in just a year and some change, man. So I'm excited to see what God brings us, you know, next summer. But um, I do know for a fact that um, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, the the thing you appreciate about the story the most is the journey you're getting there. Uh-huh. So um, so I'm just kind of I'm just I'm just kind of living in the moment and, and taking shit for what it is. Please do, bro. Real. It's always it's always about the journey, bro. Um, on behalf of the entire podcast, fam, I want to thank you for for coming out and blessing us with this this godly conversation that you just. Oh, man, I I appreciate y'all having me on, bro. I, I I I love talking to talking to people, man, especially black people about the work, man. It's, it's always good to see my people just coming up and doing dope shit together. Cool, man. Hey, go ahead before you call it a wrap. Plug your shit, bro. Uh, let niggas know what what they can read. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me, man, on Twitter, Instagram, um, at Respect My Elders. All one word is put together. Um, the Twitter and Instagram uh, page for God Punch is uh, Team God Punch. It's all put together. Um, chapter one is on Webtoons, man. It's on the Webtoons app. It's 100% free, man. Um, go check out the work, man. It's, 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 it's the beginning. So um, I hope y'all enjoy what, you know, what we're coming up with. And just please stay tuned for more, man. Cool. That's it. Yeah, yeah. All right, Pat. Thanks for coming out. We appreciate you on the Worst Generation podcast. And that's it, bro. We out. Big. I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you liked it, be sure to subscribe and listen to us. And don't forget to send us those voice messages. We want to hear what y'all got to say. And we want y'all to join us on the show. Till next time, we out.